Hi, this is Raquel from California, and you're listening to the Amazing Seller Podcast. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 391 and session number 121 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday, and we're going to do it again today. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of an overview of what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about pay-per-click reports, we're going to talk about hijackers, we're going to talk about suppliers BS, and we're going to talk about saturated products after you launch, and we're going to talk about all of these things, and what are my thoughts, and I'll let you guys listen to the questions, and we'll give a little update on a few other things. Now, one major update right now for anyone that's been following along, depending on when you're listening to this, but the day that this airs, I'm going to be in the air heading to my daughter's wedding, and uh, yeah, I just said that. I just said that out loud. My daughter's wedding. My daughter is 22, getting married. I got married when I was 21. So pretty similar and uh, yeah, getting married and we're going to be spending the weekend there with them and uh, enjoying this special time. I still can't believe it's happening. I still can't believe I have a daughter old enough to get married, but I do. So I'm going to be enjoying that. And I also wanted to kind of highlight something here for you guys. Figuring out your why is what I've been saying all along. And if you haven't been listening that long, well, you need to go back in the archives and you're going to probably hear me say that quite a bit. Because as you start your journey, as far as online business, that is, it's going to be hard at times. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. But there's something that I've done for the longest time, and it goes all the way back to when my 22-year-old daughter, you know, who's 22 now, but when she was just a little girl, I wanted to be able to drive her to school every day. I wanted to be able to pick her up every day. You know, to me, my why was spending time with my family and my kids and being there, being present, being able to coach my son's baseball team, uh, being able to go to the school plays in the middle of the afternoon and not having to ask for that time off. So for me, it's always been about building a business that supports my lifestyle. And uh, my lifestyle just means I want to be able to spend time with my kids. And my why, my big why is time with my family. And you know, this weekend, I'm going to be kind of unplugging in a sense to where I'm going to just be present. I'm going to be enjoying this moment. I'm going to be celebrating this time with my family and enjoying seeing my father who's flying in as well. And, uh, you know, friends that are coming in that I haven't seen. And uh, we're going to be able to, you know, just hang out and enjoy this special time together. And the reason that I'm able to do this is because, number one, I created my why a long time ago, and I've never, ever allowed anything to get in the way of that. And I've built a lot of different types of businesses along the way. Amazon is now just one of those revenue streams and one of the things that now I'm able to share with other people because I think it's a great way to get started if you want to create some type of income online. A lot of people want to, you know, generate income for a lot of different reasons. It could be just to pay down debt because, you know, that's weighing on you every single day. Whatever your why is, you need to figure that out. So the big thing I want you to do this weekend or this week, depending on when you're listening to this, is figure out that why. Go really deep on the why. Don't go just into, I want to make X amount of money or, you know, X amount of dollars 
Why? What is it going to do for you? And then when you say, well, it's to spend more time with my family, go deeper than that. Go one layer deeper than that, maybe two or three. Why is it important for you to spend time with your kids? Because I want them to remember me being there with them. Okay, why is that important to you? Because I want to be a positive role model and I want them to also be that way when they have kids and I want them to be family orientated. Like, so all of those things come into figuring out your big why. And once you figure that out, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing that will stop you. You will find a way. Whether that's this right here, you know, Amazon selling or e-commerce, Whatever it is, you will find the way, all right? You just have to figure out the why first, and then we can figure out the how and uh, and how we're going to do it, okay? So, all right, I went on a little bit of a tangent there. It's actually a really happy day today. <laughs> it's Friday for some of you that are like, yes, I'm done for the weekend, and that's awesome, and sometimes you might be happy too because I used to do this when I was working a nine-to-five. I couldn't wait to get out and spend maybe an hour or two or maybe the night after the kids went to bed to work on another side hustle that I was working on or a little side business and I couldn't wait to get out of work to work on it. Maybe that's what this weekend is for you. I don't know, but for me, I'm going to be I'm going to be at a wedding, all right? And I'm going to be enjoying that time. Now, before we do jump into today's episode, today's you know, ask Scott session. I want to remind you guys, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming show, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. Just do me a favor, record a short message, leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and a brief question, and I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming show. Now, the other little update I want to give you is it's been a while since we've done a workshop. We usually do a five-phase workshop or a product selection workshop, depending on the week, depending on the month. If you guys want to actually attend one of our live free workshops, we're going to be starting these up again. So you're going to probably want to head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you will get all the upcoming dates and and all of the details there, and you can register for one of our live workshops, and uh, I'm really excited to get kind of get back into the swing of things there and uh, and hang out with you guys and, and also walk you through what's working right now for us and our businesses, all right? And then the last little link here I want to give you guys is the show notes link. If you guys want to download the show notes, the transcripts, any links that we discuss, they can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 391, all right? Right now, one last thing before we jump in. I want to give a little shout out. I want to give a little love to one of our TAS listeners, one of our TASers out there that's actively doing it. And it's funny because this girl actually came on the podcast and talked about her, her expertise in sourcing. All right. Now, her name is Nancy Ramirez, and you can just go to theamazingseller.com. Just search for uh, Nancy, and she'll probably come right up. Um, but I'll also include the link in the show notes, but here's the cool thing. Her expertise was really like finding suppliers and like she knew all about that because she was doing it for, for bigger businesses, but she never had any clue about doing this herself using private labeling. Well, since coming on the show and starting to get introduced to this FBA thing, she started to launch her own products and She is just doing so awesome. I think right now she has two different brands, but she posted this inside of the TAS group. So again, if you guys are not part of that group, you guys are missing out because there's a lot of really, really cool people there. Uh, But this is what she wrote. She wrote, I didn't sign up for any special promotions to offer during Prime Day, and I'm not sure if it's a new product I added or Prime Day hype, 
but I had an amazing day yesterday, over 4,200 sales. Crazy, right? Now, this was around Prime Day, so if you're listening to this later, uh, well, it doesn't pertain to Prime Day, but it does because she's just giving us a play-by-play. She didn't run any promotions. All she did is she had product that was listed there, and there's a lot more traffic, and she had a product that people wanted, so she got a, a huge amount of sales. All right. Now she says we have over 65,000 in sales with both of our accounts. Yeah. So she has two accounts in the last six or 30 days. And I can tell you, we never, ever stop running. This business has really evolved into something I never imagined, but I wouldn't have it any other way. If you don't take action, you will never see success. Hashtag take action. Hashtag thank Scott. So, uh, you know, I just want to say, Nancy, if you are listening, I just want to say you are doing phenomenal and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because you you went out there and you figured it out along the way. Yes, you had a little bit of an expertise, a little bit of an edge because now you were working in this supplier chain, right? Where you're able to go out there and kind of connect the dots, but you didn't know any of the other stuff. It was kind of new to you and you went out there and you figured it out and you did it. You did it. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you and keep me posted, all right? Keep us posted, the community that is, the TAS community. I know you're always in there and giving updates every now and then, so keep at it. And she's really generous with her time too. She's always in there answering questions. So uh, definitely go to the Facebook group, guys, theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy, and request to join. It's totally free. And you can connect with cool people like Nancy uh, that's inside of that group. All right. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's get to today's first question and uh, I'll give you my answer and I'll, uh, well, I'll just let you know what I think. All right, let's do this. Hey, Scott, this is Nate. I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much. Really enjoy the podcast. Um, my question is around Alibaba suppliers. Uh, they frequently tell me they are out of stock. Um, and I don't know if this is because they're sourcing from another factory or if they're pulling my chain trying to get me to order more units. Uh, but they often use this as a counter to not being able to uh, meet my minimum order quantity request. So uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate your answer. Thank you so much. Well, hey, Nate, thank you so much for the question. Thank you so much for being a listener. And it's kind of funny that we just talked about Nancy, who is a sourcing uh, expert. She's done that in the past. And uh, actually, her episode, I went back and looked. It's actually episode 18, all the way back to episode 18, when the podcast was just being launched, which is kind of crazy to think we're already up over 390 episodes. Craziness, right? So anyway, that was a great episode. I'll link that up in the show notes, but I also did another episode recently, actually episode 332 with Sam Boyd from Global Imports. And what he did is he walked through the entire sourcing funnel as far as how to find and validate product suppliers. And there's a little checklist there included. I would definitely recommend checking that out as well. Here's the deal. If they're telling you that they're out of stock, that means that they're probably not manufacturing. Okay, that would be my first clue. So if they say that they are out of stock, now they maybe they said they're out of stock of some raw materials in order to make the product. I don't know, or maybe they're out of stock of one of the components that put maybe that's what it is. You need to under, you need to understand what that is. You got to ask some questions. But I'd be a little leery there. That would make me a little nervous. 
because I want to know that I can contact my supplier and they go, yeah, we're about 30 days out or we're 40 days out. Just give me a timeline that we're out. Not that we're just out of stock, right? So I would be very careful. I would also probably start looking for another supplier. And if you started on Alibaba, that's fine. You just have to kind of go back and rinse and repeat. You got to start doing a little bit more of that uh, outreach. Now, if you go to episode 332, Sam talks a lot about how to do it kind of the old fashioned way, a little bit of a uh, you know, around Alibaba way where you wouldn't necessarily go through Alibaba. And it's it's a really great way to do it as well, but you actually have to do the legwork. It's gonna take some work to do that. It's gonna be a little bit more time consuming, but it's totally possible. Now, Guided Imports does have a service. It's pretty inexpensive too. Uh, and uh, they'll actually do the validation process for you. You just tell them what you want, and then they'll go out and they'll find suppliers that match up with what you want and then they'll bring them back to you. Um, So that's another option. Uh, My resources page has uh, all the information for guided imports, or you can just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash guided, and uh, that'll take you right to their page and and what they offer there. So definitely go check that out. I'll throw it on the show notes page to this episode as well. But I think you're going to definitely need to do a little bit more outreach to these different suppliers. You're going to have to find someone that is uh, actually the manufacturer and then that agent is working for the manufacturer. And then this way here, you're not having to kind of, you know, go through someone that's buying. And then also you're going to pay more because now they're not direct. So you want to find them direct. So my best advice is to go out there and find other suppliers and then work with those people. So hopefully that helped you or anyone else that's that's uh, in this current situation. And then this way here, it can help you move forward because that can be frustrating. And let me just say this, you want to make sure that you have a great relationship with your supplier because they can make or break you. So it might even be a good uh, good idea to actually get another one as a backup. But uh, this is something you have to understand you're building a relationship with. So this way here, as you grow, they're going to be willing to grow with you. All right. So hopefully that helped you. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into the next question and I'll give you my answer. First of all, I just want to say thank you very, very much, man. Loving your podcast, listening to it every day, to and from work on my three-hour commute, um, learning a lot. So I started with Retail Arbitrage, got a couple of products on there, made a good amount of profit, and then I actually found a good possible product to source. Now, I'm all the way to about to get my sample here in a few days. I got my UPC code. I've got everything ready. I've got my next three orders planned out, priced out, costed out. Now, well, my question is, now that I'm in the process of private labeling this product, I'm seeing more sellers coming up, possible private label sellers as well. So should I be worried or what possible steps should I take? I feel like I did differentiate myself pretty good, added a good amount of value. Um, And with your resources and your knowledge, I feel like I will create a great listing and have great customer service. So Yeah, man, that's all I'm asking. Thank you for your help. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Okay, so this is a great question. I would address you by name, but you didn't leave your first name, so I can't. But guys, in the future, when you're leaving a voicemail, please leave your first name so I can at least mention you. I want to mention you. I want to know who I'm talking to. Anyway, uh, great question, and this is a concern for a lot of people, and I've heard people say, you know, I got the product. I, you know, I picked the product, I went ahead and I launched the product and then I turn around and there's 10 new sellers. 
And that's pretty much going to come down to your research that you've currently already done. Is it a product that's gonna be easily replicated? Are you taking a product and just directly taking it off the shelf and slapping a, a label on it and then selling that? That's gonna make it easier for someone else to do the same thing. Uh, I've always said this, if it's easy for you to find the product on Alibaba or AliExpress, then it's gonna be easy for someone else to find it. Now, I'm not saying you can't test using that model, but what I'm saying is you wanna differentiate as soon as possible. The other thing that you wanna do and this will definitely, definitely help you, even if you have those competitors coming in like that, is if you build your own list, your own email list. And you guys have heard us talk about this over and over and over again. It's really, really important because in this case, even if there's competitors that are coming in and they don't have the leverage of a list, it's going to be hard to compete with you because you're going to be able to drive your own traffic, your own email list whenever you want. The other thing is, is if you've done some outreach and you found influencers in your space. Now, I interviewed a guy here recently who basically went out there and just found YouTubers and actually he, it happened by accident. Actually, he, uh, he went out and, uh, or someone told him that someone, uh, I think on YouTube had been using his product and his sales were going up and he didn't realize why. And he come to find out that a, a, a YouTuber actually got a hold of his product and loved it and started using it. Didn't pay him or any, or, you know, he didn't pay them or anything. And, uh, so then he went ahead and said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just spend time reaching out to influencers manually, just by hand typing emails to or direct messaging on YouTube to these influencers. And that's what he's done. And now that's part of his strategy. So do you think your competitors are going to be doing that? Probably not. So you might want to spend the time to build out your own little, your own little group of people okay, that are influencers on YouTube or whatever platform you're on, Instagram, and then you can have that relationship that you can either pay them for a post and then they'll post your product on their page. Uh, I just actually had another couple that uh, came to our last live event. Same thing. They were doing a giveaway and uh, they were having some pretty good results. They built an email list of about 8,000. I said to them, I go, okay, what we got to focus on now is building that list to 16,000 and then we'll get double the results. And so they said, okay, we'll do that. They reached out to an influencer in their in their space and uh, they said yes. They had a really, really uh, great uh, list of people that uh, just were so into that person, that influencer, that they just gobbled it right up. And they grew a list of 16,000 plus on top of their 8,000 that they already had. And they sold out of their inventory, which was just crazy, right? Because of the power of an influencer. So they have an email list now. They have influencers that they can connect with now. So I would say if that is the case, and this is a product that you're probably going to want to sell into the future, then I would say do those two things, all right? If you guys are brand new and you have not started building a list, I've got a free resource for you. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list and we will show you exactly how to build that list for free. We'll show you exactly how we've done it, okay? So definitely go check out that resource. All right, so hopefully that helped you. Keep me posted. Keep at it, man. And I love it that you said you started with retail arbitrage and then it just kind of graduated into private labeling. A lot of people start that way and uh, and then they graduate to PL and that's what you've done. So congratulations on that. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to one more question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Jeff from Boise, Idaho. On uh, January 2nd, I was looking back at my notes. I had just listened to your uh, New Year's podcast where you encourage people to set goals. 
and I was reviewing my goals and I had written down that uh, I wanted to launch an Amazon business in order to pay for medical expenses for my daughter. She has a very expensive treatment, which costs uh, $12,000 a month. So kind of a big task to take on. But um, I had just written down that um, I was going to launch a, my first product by April 1st, second by July 1st, and third by August 1st. But I just want to inform you and your listeners that um, I'm ahead of schedule. I'm launching launching my fourth product um, here in just a few days, which would be May um, about May 10th. And uh, just yesterday, I had my highest revenue day ever um, of my other three products that I'm selling. Um, and my profit came in at just 12% shy of that goal of needing the 400 per day to pay for my daughter's treatment. So thank you, Scott, for your encouragement, for your informational podcast and all that. Now, I do have some questions that I'd like to ask because um, I'm still fairly new at this, even though it's been quite a ride and I've learned a lot. Um, but um, two questions. First question has to do with PPC. So when I dig into my pay-per-click um, reports of what search terms are being entered um, that are getting the clicks, um, a lot of them are um, other competitors' products, ASINs. Um, it's a string of numbers and letters. Um, and when I search those on Amazon, it comes up with a competitor's product, a similar product. And I, I just wanted to know if you could shine some light on that. I'm actually getting some sales through those. Um, I'm assuming that maybe those sale, those, I, I doubt that anyone's entering an ASIN um, into the search bar. So there's something else going on, like maybe those are sales that are coming from outside of Amazon and um, uh, like some sort of bot is entering it into the search bar or something like that. I'm just curious if you or any of your um, colleagues there um, have some insights on that. Well, hey, Jeff, thank you so much for the question. And let me just say something that kind of touched me when uh, you said, number one, that you listened to the episode around the first of the year when we were talking about goals and about like how to map that stuff out and you actually did the work. Love that and it made me feel really good that I was actually able to put something out there that you actually did and then now you're taking action on it. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that and anyone else, you know, please share that stuff with me. I want to hear that. That motivates me and inspires me to keep doing it. So definitely, definitely do that. And I also want to just say, man, it cannot be easy to have your daughter in, uh, you know, in some type of treatment that you have to number one be concerned with her well-being, that cannot be easy at all. And I totally sympathize with you. And man, you are you're a strong individual. And then from there, thinking about starting a business to help support that. That's a whole not. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. That I mean. Sometimes people would just shut down completely and just be like throwing their hands up in the air and you just had this like, I'm going to make this thing work because I need to, right? And we go back to our why, you know, that's what I talked about in the beginning and it sounds like your family is your why, your daughter is your why and that really will inspire you and motivate you and keep you going when you don't necessarily want to keep going. So man, just want to tip my hat to you and just say, 
you know, thanks for sharing. And uh, you're just a, a really, really great individual. And I just want to say thank you uh, for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about the pay-per-click stuff. And this has been a question that's come up in the past. And uh, there's, you know, no one really knows 100%, but this is like our thoughts. And I say ours because I talked to Chris Schaefer about it. I've talked to my buddy Dom Sugar about it. I've talked to other people about this. And what we believe is that the reason why you're showing up and the ASIN uh, numbers are coming through is because you're showing up on a product uh, or a sponsored product ad, and then they're being purchased through that. So that's one way that you could be coming up, okay? Now, take it, right? Who cares? Like, we'll take that, right? But you cannot deliberately add an ASIN and target that ASIN that you want to put your ad up against. Now, there's people that are doing it, and if you're doing it, you know you're probably not supposed to be doing it, but if you want to, then, you know, you're on your own. But uh, understand that, you know, if you do it, there's a risk to that. Now, there's no one in there searching for ASINs, like you said. There's no one that's sitting there and they're going like, I'm going to type in B, X, S, you know, whatever, right? You're not going to type that in. So what makes the most sense is, is that you are showing up on a product or a sponsored product ad and then you're being seen, right? And then someone's clicking on that. So that's how you were found. Um, that's what makes the most sense to me and, uh, and people that I've talked to. So that would be um, the reason why that's happening. Take it. You know, you're, you're not out, out there saying that that's what you're going to do. If you run an auto campaign, that very well could happen too. And that's why an auto campaign could be a good thing. Uh, but also even on your manual, on your broad, that can also be the case. So, hey, take it, right? I mean, but don't go out there and put a whole list of keywords that are that are your competitors' ASINs. Do not do that. All right. So I know you had one more question. Let's go ahead and uh, let's listen to that one last question. I'll give you my answer and then we'll wrap this baby up and get on with our weekend. What do you say? Um, the second question I have has to do with pirates. Um, so I have someone who uh, is selling a product um, on my site. So my, my products are, um, uh, I, I've branded um, a, a product and um, in sort of an open brand. Um, there is graphics on my, um, on my packaging um, logos. Um, I've paid a lot of money for uh, very professional photography. Someone's selling a product, which I know is not uncommon, um, and they're undercutting me quite a bit on price. Um, uh, just questions about best practices, what to do in that situation. I am not brand registered on Amazon yet, um, but in, in the event that someone is not brand registered. Another related question is, we saw um, our own products being sold on eBay and um, with my photos on eBay. So the question I have is, do I own the rights to my photos? And I kind of think this person, they're selling for about five bucks more than me. Maybe they're just doing a retail ARB thing where they're buying from me and selling on eBay. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but they're definitely using my photos in their eBay ad wondering if I have any rights around the photos or if I should just take it as a compliment that my brand's getting out there more. Thanks again, Scott. I uh, appreciate to hear the answers. Okay. So hijackers, right? Pirates. Uh, hi, Captain. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, this is an ongoing uh, thing for a lot of different people. And it, it, it mainly, ha I've, I've seen it a lot when people are going with really generic products, ones that can easily be sourced, 
also ones that aren't really made to look different, even packaging, all right? So it's, again, they're gonna find the easier targets. So understand, if you've been hijacked, you've probably set yourself up to be an easy target. Number one, brand registry. We all know that that's gonna make it harder because then you'll have a little bit more leverage. Now, it doesn't mean that you're you're guaranteed to not be hijacked, but it will give you a better chance to fight it, all right? Now, you said that you're not, so if you're not, then you're not gonna be able to have that advantage. The first thing that you can do is send them a cease and desist letter, and I've had a number of people that have listened to the podcast that have used my letter, and it's worked, all right? So I would say go to... Uh, uh, actually, this episode, theamazingseller.com forward slash 105, and we had a whole episode on hijackers, and uh, there's also a link there that you can download my cease and desist letter, and it's just copy and paste it, throw it in there, and I think it was shared by one of our other listeners, and I just put it up there, uh, so this way here, you can go ahead and use it, so just go ahead and use it, uh, and just, you know, obviously modify it to fit, you know, you and your business. Um, but the one thing that, you know, I've had Ted Limas on, an attorney in the past, and he's always just said, be kind to those people. Don't be like a jerk. Um, just be be considerate and just be straightforward. But then just say, hey, you know, you probably didn't realize this, but you're you're actually doing something that's illegal. And then, you know, you, the, the letter will explain the rest. Um, but then try that for the first go. Um, now, again, let's talk about how we can prevent this. Number one, like we said, brand registry, but let's just say that that's not even in the equation. The one thing that you probably want to do for sure is if you have packaging that has your branding on it, I would include that in the images, okay? And at least in your in your main image. Because a hijacker is going to see that also and they're going to go, wait a minute here, I can't, I can't actually, you know, fulfill that item because I don't have that packaging, right? Because yours is more custom. If you just took something that's standard and generic, it's going to be easier for them to just you know, fulfill it with that same exact product. So that would be another thing um, that I would do um, is put that in there. If you have anything that is patent pending, and again, all you have to do is file for a patent and you are technically patent pending for at least a year up to uh, maybe even two years, depending on if you extend that. So that could be another deterrent. Um, But I think the biggest thing to understand is that if you're finding products that are low barrier to entry, um, it's going to be easier for them to do it. You're going to make yourself a target. So I would definitely try to steer away from that and at least have some some different things, maybe even uh, add something to the unit that would be hard for them to do, right? So if you found something and you're going to create a bundle or maybe just an accessory that you add to it, they'd have to find that other add-on, and then from there, they'd have to include that when they ship it, or they're not going to be able to fulfill that exact product, all right? So that's uh, that's what I would do there. So now let's wrap up by talking about, you know, you're seeing your items listed on eBay for about five to, you know, six, seven dollars more. What's probably happening is, number one, if you've ever offered your product at a discount anywhere, someone probably bought them and then now is just going to resell them. And it might just be five units. It might be 10 units. I don't know, whatever it is, right? And before, that's why I wasn't really a big fan of review groups because people that were doing retail arbitrage, they were going to just kind of sit there on those sites and then they'll scoop up the deals and then they'll just list them over on eBay or even back up on Amazon. So that's why I didn't want to, you know, I was never a big, a big fan of just putting stuff up on review pages or review groups. All right. So if they are buying it from you and they're just selling it for more on eBay, who really cares, right? You're still getting the sale, so they're just buying it from you and then selling it for $5 more. You're like a wholesaler in that case. Who cares, 
right? You're still getting sales. Um, so I don't generally even care if people are selling them on eBay as long as, you know, I didn't get, uh, you know, or give out a code and someone took the code and then bought a hundred units at, you know, 75% off, which I don't do that anymore. So I, I can't really be hurt in a sense. You know what I mean? Yes, someone can buy one or two units at 50% off every now and then. They'd have to be on my list. And then from there, they can sell it and then make a little bit of a profit over there. But honestly, if I'm selling them at 50% off even, I'm still breaking even and making a dollar or two. And uh, and I've boosted my BSR, uh, you know, and, you know, I still got something from it. So, but I also... Uh, I also, uh, you know, protect myself because, you know, number one, I do a group code and in that group code, it's, it's going to be 50% or more, or I'm sorry, less off. So it might be 20% off. And, um, so I can't really be hurt by that. So anyway, um, that's my advice on that. As far as, you know, like people that are hijacking you or whatever, cease and desist letter generally will clean things up. Um, and if it doesn't, then you have to contact Amazon. And if you contact Amazon, you got to have proof that it's your product. And then you have to go through that that process. You have to buy one from them and then prove that what they're selling is not yours. So it's a whole process. Um, and again, uh, episode 105 is a good one to go check out. And my cease and desist letter is there as well. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. And remember, if you guys have a question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. Just leave your first name. Remember, leave that first name. And the last thing I want to mention here really quickly is I'm starting to play around with this Instagram thing. You've probably heard about Instagram, haven't you? Uh, it's funny because I've you know heard my son talking about Instagram and I've played around with it a little bit, but I haven't really spent too much time there. I've been on Snapchat a little bit, you know, kind of giving a little bit behind the scenes stuff. But now I'm going to start focusing a little bit more on Instagram. I think that's where it's going. I think that's where I can start to settle in. So if you're at all interested in following me on Instagram, and it'll be a little bit of everything. It'll be life stuff. It'll be what's going on in my life. It'll also be Amazon or e-commerce stuff. It'll be a little bit of everything and a little bit of a kick in the butt every now and then I'll give you. So if you want to follow me, head over to Instagram.com forward slash Scott Volker all together or just search me on Instagram at Scott Volker. You'll find me and then just go ahead and follow and you can see all of the different shenanigans that are happening in my life. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.